0: Don't worry, we'll turn the lights off when we leave. But we're not done yet. This is Leafs Nation Postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network.
1: Charging down the boards was Chatfield to keep it in. And it is out into the center ice area and down on Holtby who will play it away. But right onto the stick of Matthews is it alone! Scores! Braden Holtby kicks the puck into the corner in disgust. He gets the lone assist on Austin Matthews' second goal of the night.
2: That pretty much the Canucks season in a nutshell. Deja vu all over again for the second straight game. The Leafs pound the Canucks, this time by a score of 5-1. Toronto is now 9-2-1 on the season. It's time to break it all down. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet of The fan, Nick Alberga. And Gord Stellick with you at the Golden Muzzy, at Gord Stellick on Twitter. Sam McKean, Danielle Furtado along for the ride as well. And the good times continuing here in Toronto in the early season. Not so much in Vancouver. We'll get to that story later on. But uh, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will drop by, took in this game from Scotiabank Arena. But the beat goes on. Gordo now a seven-game point streak for the Maple Leafs.
0: Yeah, and what phone booth did Austin Matthews spend huh. the summer in? Come out as the new Superman. Superman version of Austin Matthews. It, uh, what a you know, what do you call pleasure to watch. Uh, it, it was pleasure to watch the Leaf team and how they excelled. It wasn't a pleasure as far as a game goes, but as yeah. a Leaf fan, I get your loving it. But the Vancouver Canucks, uh, I mean. The Ottawa Senators were the recipe for them to win three straight. So technically, how bad are the Senators if the Canucks are that bad? Now, the Senators have given Montreal a pretty good battle the last two games. But just so many positives. Little things like Miko Letton in a plus three in this game, Nick. And, of course, the Wayne Simmons show. Uh, he gets five shots on net, which is the most of any Leaf. Scores twice. And I love the play where he's told guys like Mitch Marner that, that he deflected in for one of the goals. He's basically said, not only will I stand in front of the net... But wire the puck at me. I don't care. I don't care. Don't worry about it. If I get hit, it'll deflect off me or I get a chance to get a rebound. And uh, and that's a great thing to say to somebody because generally there's a little bit of attentiveness that way. And we saw that play out perfectly tonight. So, yeah, uh, Vancouver, if they're having a phone-in show tonight somewhere, they're going to go for about eight hours. But in Toronto, it would just be a big love
2: yeah, there's no doubt about that, and we're doing that right now here on Leafs Nation post game. We'll have the post game thoughts via Zoom a little later on. Again, Luke Fox will uh, roll on and stop by here on the show. Uh, game two of this three game mini set with the uh, Maple Leafs and the Canucks. Toronto now outscoring Vancouver twelve to four. Gordo, and there's just so many positive points. You know, again, you talk about letting in two assists, three points in his first five NHL games. But I want to get to the brass tacks and talk about Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner um Matthews for certain is an even better player than we've ever seen I know it's early on in this season but he is controlling he is dominating the game um with two goals tonight 10 and 11 and Mitch Marner three assists 20 points uh now on pace for 93 in the season the two have combined for 34 points this season
0: yeah and the great part is being a great player and every year challenge yourself to be even greater I mean he comes into Mm. the league when he's only 19 and this so far, again, it's, well, it's not super early in the season anymore with the reduced season, but yeah, he's been great with the lease, but this year, it's like he found an extra gear and on that goal, and we'll talk later, because I mean, that could be the demise of the Canucks season. Braden Holpe, oh. he was just so pissed off at his team, but uh, JT Miller got flat out beat. Austin Matthews flat out wanted the
2: puck way more than one of the best and most experienced Vancouver Canuck players tonight. Well, that being said, I'm very well said at that, Gord. We welcome in, uh, as per usual, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. A 5-1 win here for the Maple Leafs, Luke. A seven-game point streak. They're 6-0-1 in that stretch. And I, I want to piggyback off my uh, last remarks about Austin Matthews and specifically Mitch Marner. Uh, I, don't know, I, I really can't put my finger, Luke, as to why, but it's just a different Mitch Marner this year, isn't it? Oh, he's been
3: flying. Um, and it's not just the points i mean the points are kind of crazy he has seven multi-point games and they've only played 12 games uh but his skating is 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 improved i think and he's all over the place creating uh another three assists tonight like this is kind of video game numbers um Mm -hmm. we're not even talking about william nylander and john tavares who are also a point a game so the leafs have four players they're big four who are a point a game or better. And hardly anyone's even talking about Neyland or Tavares because Matthews and Marner are so dominant. Um, and I think part of it has to do with the division they're playing in. Like if you look at the leaderboard, the North division is, is dominating, whether it's uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisettle in Edmonton, uh, Brock Besser's putting up points for a really bad Vancouver Canucks team. But, uh, yeah, I mean Marner's Marner's been phenomenal and consistent
0: too. Yeah, you'd, you'd welcome some litmus tests against the Boston Bruins and Tampa Bay Lightning in the old Atlantic Division, yeah. but uh, yeah. And, and the other part is, um, I know Marner had a phenomenal year two years ago with John Tavares, but there was that Mike Babcock continual reluctance ever. To put them together. And I I know that you know you try to get even strength on different lines and that, but why the hell would you not try to put them together? Because there is a there is an extra level of magic they've both been able to find.
3: No, absolutely, and I think since they've been put together, no combo in the whole league has combined for more goals. So I mean, what more do you need to know than that? And then Zach Hyman just is quietly doing uh he got himself a nice goal by driving to the net tonight as well. Uh, but, yeah, just the Leafs' top six just coming keeps coming at you. And Wayne Simmons with a pair of goals tonight. Uh, so, you know, the, the offense is, is kind of unstoppable. And in the early going, it was only the power play. And Keith spoke a lot about how they needed to get their five-on-five game going. But that's, that's full steam ahead now. Like, five-on-five, they just dominated the Canucks. And it's hard to know how much to read into it. Like, yes, the Leafs had four days off. They worked on some things and they're clicking. But Vancouver's really, really bad defensively. Like, they rank near, near or at the bottom uh, the whole league in most of the, the main defensive categories. So you don't want to get too carried away because it's hard to judge how much is it the Leafs uh, flexing their offensive muscle and how much is it they're playing a, a team that's really out of sorts right now.
2: Yeah, and that's a fascination to me. And I think, you know, we talked about this before in the early season, go, guys. I think, you know, in years past, maybe you look at the Maple Leafs, the response level wouldn't be the way it has been so far this season. That's a massive positive for me. But I wanted to ask you about a former Canuck who worked in the organization, of course, as well. And in Manny Malhotra, uh, how, how much credit does he deserve, Luke, for what this Maple Leafs, has done, uh, Maple Leafs team has done, not only in the power play 15 for, uh, what, 39 to start the year, and also in the faceoff circle?
3: Yeah, he deserves a ton of credit. Um, you know, the Canucks power play was awesome when he was running it, and now the Leafs power play is awesome. Like, it's pro, it's un- unsustainable what they're doing right now. But they have a power, at least one power play goal in eleven out of twelve games, which is which is phenomenal. And what Manny Malhotra has done, uh, which the Leafs weren't doing, is he's made two even units. It's hard to tell which is the dominant unit on any given night. It could be the the one kind of run by Tavares and Nylander. And on another night, it could be the Matthews-Marner one. And what Malhotra's done is put an emphasis on having a net front presence on the power play, which wasn't really a big priority before for the Leafs um, prior to this year. So they have Hyman on one unit and they have Simmons on another. And I think it's added another dynamic because you have guys who can shoot off the flanks like Austin. Or you can rip it from the point and have guys capable of cleaning up rebounds or getting tips like a Wayne Simmons or a Zach Hyman, and and both have scored that way. So uh, it's just how dynamic these power play units are. that They can can strike from different ways. And Keith was saying today that there's kind of a friendly competition between the two as as to which one is more dominant, which one is clicking, because they're probably going to be first over the boards provided everyone uh, has enough breath in their lungs, so it's, it, it they 're scoring so many that it that their competition is between themselves, which is quite a luxury <laughs> to
0: have <laughs> and you know one of the other little stories and of course i i 'd like to see Erasmus Sandine get some games but obviously in the case of Miko Lettinen I mean they got to find out what he's all about because he is a UFA after this year so they'll have to make a decision where well, Rasmus Sandin uh, they control him uh, his rights for a while as an RFYA but you know Lettinen got over 14 minutes of ice time two assists he was a plus three Like, uh, again, when a team's going well, it's a little bit easier to assimilate, but you have to like, as the Leafs continually try to, can we get a homegrown defenseman there? I know maybe Travis Dermott still might be that guy out with an injury, but Lettinen, the small little progressions have been very positive.
4: Oh,
3: absolutely. And Lettinen said that his confidence was high, which is after the game, which is the first time he said that. And I asked Keith if this was his best game yet, and he said Absolutely. Um, so that just goes to show you, you know, this guy's a a talented player, uh, and he's a professional player, like he's in his late 20s, he he has lots of experience, but he was kind of thrown into the fire with no exhibition games, all of a sudden playing meaningful NHL games, and he was a little uncomfortable, and the coach didn't quite trust him the first few games, Uh, and I think the four days off actually did him well, Keep was saying how how strong he looked in practice, and they, they just kept repeating breakouts and picking pucks off the wall and, and knowing when it was time for him to skate the puck out or pass the puck out. Um, because there's no doubt that the guy has some offensive flair, but it's more about his work in his own zone that the team is concerned with. Um, and, you know, I think it's just a case where Rasmus Sandin, another left shot, like Dermott, like Lettinen, is just going to have to wait his time. And Sheldon keith has been very sensitive to that, he took him aside yesterday at practice and said, look, Dermot's hurt. I know you want to get in, but it's not your time yet. We're going to give Miko another chance. And I'm sure a competitor like Rasta Sandine is just champing at the bit. I know this bugs him, but, it, you know, he is under team control. He is a prospect. Miko, if he's going to work, he has to work this season.
2: Yeah, it's a really good point, And let's hope Sandin doesn't pull a Victor Mete, if you know what I'm saying, uh, with Luke Fox's <laughs> Sportsnet.ca. I, so. I don't think <laughs> I know. I yeah uh, I, I totally agree with you. Different ages. Um, I wanted to ask you lastly, Luke, about the tire fire that is the Vancouver Canucks. And I think to an extent, like Leafs Nation can relate. It, you know, there has been rock bottom in the last couple of years and certainly much better times right now and feeling good about life. But you look at Vancouver, outscored 23 to nine in the last four games, all losses. They centered 60 goals in 15 games. Uh, what do you think is, is next? Like something has to drop, no?
3: Yeah, well, on... Um Headlines, you know, C.J. floated out a uh, possible Jake Furtanen trade. And, and that's kind of interesting because they could, have let, they could have chose to not qualify him as an RFA and let him walk the way they let a guy like Troy Stetcher walk. But the, the organization is invested into this, in this young forward, and he just hasn't panned out yet. Um, he was a healthy scratch tonight. Uh, and, you know, the, that was money they could have used on Tyler Toffoli and he's come back to to burn them. This Canucks team just seems out of sorts. Like It's not just the lopsided losses. It's the body language. It's the lack of fight, lack of pushback. Anytime they've trailed in a game after one period, they've lost. Like There's no pushback here. Uh, And I think they lost a a lot of their heart and soul when they let let a guy like Chris Tanev go. Um, Defensively, they haven't been the same. Alex Adler, God love him. He's had a great career, but he was taking penalties the uh, The previous game. He was getting walked. He's showing his age. There's something wrong with the confidence here. Even even a superstar like Elias Pettersson, you know, he's hitting crossbars and missing some open looks. They have to turn this around. And uh, someone else made this point. I thought it was a really good one. It's tough to get your your mojo back in a pandemic. You can't, like, have a – team bonding moment where you all hunker down and go for a night and air out your grievances they're kind of left all to their own to kind of kind of sit and stew in this um so i don't know what's going to turn this around to them
2: yeah i can't contest that that's for sure Uh, luke we'll talk once again on monday night appreciate this
3: all right have a great night guys
2: you as well. Uh, that is Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca. Yet another Maple Leafs victory. Five-one. The final. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stellick. Gord. Before we hear from Sheldon Keith, I want to ask you: Like, do you put any stock into the fact that the Maple Leafs are five-one and zero at Scotia Bank Arena, or is it just way different this year?
0: Well, I, I'm I'm disappointed fans couldn't be there. I mean, the diehard yeah. fans that have been there through thick and thin. Uh, I, you know. It's a strange one. I, I didn't know if if maybe the crowd puts pressure on them when the crowd turns sometimes. It's not a hard crowd. I don't know. Like, it's funny how they didn't do well in the vacuum in the summer, and you thought it was going to be home ice advantage for them playing all those games against the Columbus Blue Jackets, and it wasn't. So I, I just think they're ready. I just think they're ready anywhere. You know, I, I just love the way I think Sheldon Keefe has handled the team masterfully. It's his team. It's really his first year, the way the new pieces have been integrated into the team. So I just think they can, and, and also, again, not having to play Boston or Tampa Bay or Washington or those kind of teams. I know Washington's not in their division normally but you know what I mean so I, mm-hmm. I I just think they they can kick ass of anybody in this Canadian division anywhere anytime any place.
2: yeah and that's very well said so far they're doing so and uh, I can't wait for later on this week not to look past the Monday game Gord but back to back home and home with the Montreal Canadiens coming coming up and I think it's fair to say those are the uh, the top two teams right now in the North Division I can't wait for those two games
0: yeah I really can't and I know Montreal did come uh, did get a 2-1 win against Ottawa we'll talk about the out-of-town games later on but you know what a geez like first of all, Leafs have outscored them twelve four in the two games they've also after the goals the the chances have been twelve four in favor of the Leafs, I think beyond the actual goals. I mean, Freddie Anderson hasn't had to make a lot of tough saves over the two games. And uh, the, and Kevin Biazza mentioned it that it's not that they're getting killed. He goes, where's the compete factor in this Vancouver Canuck team? And I don't know how many times, like, Henrik Lundqvist was a guy that his teammates got him. He, he would have a bit of a public tantrum against certain guys every now and then, but it was understood. There was a mutual respect, and it kind of was, you know, it was fine. It was Henrik. But Brayton Holby's new to this team. He hasn't played very well either. Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, when he was given them the business the bench and JT Miller that one goal just wow uh, you do not see that very often at a level like the National Hockey League
2: and especially in this day and age but quite frankly Gord I don't mind it um, I think you look at the pedigree and the body of work of Braden Holpe in his career he's won the Stanley Cup he's won a Vesna trophy somebody needs to step up and guide that locker room right now so I had no issue with that and uh, they got to figure this someone out if, if if you're the Vancouver Canucks. Uh certainly again another loss for them. Five-won the final. Freddie Anderson, you mentioned it, 27 saves, now seven, two, and one out of the gates. And I don't even think he's played his best hockey as of yet. I sort of felt bad. Like that was a that was a chintzy penalty, the way you like to put it. That led to the power play goal, which led to the shutout being broken for Freddie Anderson. Didn't like it very much. I don't even know what happened, you know?
0: Yeah, and, and even we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe later. He just said he he thought they were almost trying hard to you know, call yeah. a penalty and out of pity or something. But yeah, come on, please, please. Uh, I see there's a game. Wes McCauley uh, refed a game tonight, just one penalty in that game, an entire game mm. to both teams, right? Uh, in another division. So we're not going to see him. Uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like a game, like just like the, other, the, the penalty not being called when Kerfoot got splashed against the face in game one against exactly. Vancouver. But we shouldn't be talking about any of those at the end of the game. These are the easiest games to ref in so many ways because a call or non-call is not going to be an incredible deciding factor in a game-winning goal. All
2: right, Gord, you know I like to play both sides of the ledger. You follow me on social media. I only bring this up because this is Toronto and this market loves to play on this and it has in the past. I, I would love to pull up the tweets, but Toronto is up five, nothing in the third period. They get yet another power play and they roll PP one out there with Austin Matthews looking for a hat trick. Where do you stand on that conversation? I know where I stand. Um, you know, I'm not going to say it's classless. I totally comprehend why it's early. You got to get points, whatever. Uh, but I think you, you know, in my world, if that's me, I I throw a guy like Ilya Mikheyev on the ice. He still hasn't scored a goal. He struggled to find the offense. Try to get some guys going, but where do you stand in that conversation?
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, uh, um, Wayne Simmons would be the guy maybe you're more looking for a hat trick. He did get hurt later in the game, a shot to his hand on kind of an innocent play. But yeah, and particularly because you're playing Vancouver on Monday. So, you know, yeah. I mean, they need stuff to grab, and Vancouver's, that goal was so offside. The Canucks I made know. it 3-1. I mean, just, oh my Lord, it just shows when things <laughs> go wrong, they go wrong. But anyway, get back to the other point. Yeah, uh, I, I, as I said, I think Sheldon Keefe's done a great job, but that was one I would have put on. McKay a good example, or somebody else. I, I wouldn't call it Bush League. Uh, I understand about trying to get hat tricks. He's trying to reward, as we talk about Austin Matthews, for a guy that's brought his game to a whole different level, level and really is a, a, like got kind of an on-ice leadership persona that he's really seems to be assuming but yeah I I would go with what you said
2: fair enough and you know you talk about Matthews it's the way I see it there's a couple guys on this roster and I get it we're what a a quarter into this season and it's been absolute pandemonium when it comes to scheduling and postponements but there's a couple guys on this roster right now that are are fighting themselves into into heart conversation Matthews Marner there's a lot of racetrack left in this season but if they continue to play the way they are Gord I I mean it's going to be You know, you always like to see hardware to your team. And, you know, the results have been there thus far. The ultimate goal, of course, is the Stanley Cup. But this could be the season we see the Austin Matthews, Rocker, Richard, or at least being in the contention for the Hart Trophy this season. Those two have really, really stood out for me. Not to mention, um, you know, Luke brought it up. You know, the points are not always there. But I think John Tavares, his foot speed, he had a a play there in the second period. I think he – I forget who he burned on Vancouver. It might have been Jalen Chatfield or one of those guys – and he burned him completely with, with this newfound speed. John Tavares has really stuck out for me too. Well,
0: Jalen Chatfield's a good guess. He was minus four tonight. So if you're guessing yeah. the Canucks, but yeah. The Tava- master's leader, yeah. Tavares did. Hey, what about, I don't, I'm not quite sure what they're doing about the president's trophy, but the, mm. Leafs, the Leafs are winning that right now for number one in the regular season. But uh, yeah, I, I I love it. The heart. I mean, last year that Rocket Richard Trophy, he really, he really seemed to be uh, motivated by the competition. You know, with Pasternak and Ovechkin, Ford at the time of the pause, and uh, uh, I love it. Like he's he, he's motivated personally to take uh, to take his game to higher and higher and higher levels. Uh, Austin Matthews, what a always been a pleasure to watch, but really uh, the the new and improved, if you can believe it, Austin Matthews even more so.
2: Yeah, it really is phenomenal what Matthews is putting together now. Ten goals in the first eleven games of this season. And again, if you're just tuning in, the Maple Leafs win again. They're nine two and one in the season after this five one win against the Vancouver Canucks. Have now outscored Vancouver twelve to four. One more between these two teams coming up on Monday night. We'll hit the break. Other side, you'll hear from Sheldon Keith, perhaps Amiko Led Austin Matthews and others as we roll on here uh, at the Golden Muzzy. At Gord Stellick on Twitter. This is Leafs Nation post game on Sportsnet five nine to the fan.
0: After a meal like that, you deserve a little dessert. This is Leafs Nation Postgame on Sportsnet 590, The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network.
1: Riley middle of the ice to Marner. Marner down low. Simmons trying to come out. Scores! The Wayne train roofs it off the top of the net, and there's not much that Brayden Holtby could do, and the Leafs have a 1-0 lead on the power play.
2: And so the best power play unit in the NHL struck again here on Saturday night. They're now 15 for 39 on the season. They score the first goal, part of a 5-1 win here against the Vancouver Canucks. Now a seven-game point streak for the Maple Leafs, 6-0-1 in that stretch. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic. And Gord, we've talked about it before, but um, the power play has always been good. It's just at a different level right now and different looks at that, which you have really noticed early on.
0: Yeah, and Wayne Simmons gives you a whole different look as well, and he even showed a different, different look because quite often he's the guy, the big guy standing in front of the net, and this time he took it beside the net, had the pass you predicted, and then he pulled the Austin Matthews and showed, you forget this is a guy that could score 30-plus goals. So yet another new look, and I think Miko Letton has started a wave of guys uh, walking the line more and wristing the puck from the D, getting more shots from back there.
2: No doubt about that. It's been really, really impressive what that power play has brought to the table thus far through the early going of this season. Now 9-2-1 for the Maple Leafs. We hear now from their head coach, Sheldon Keefe.
5: Sheldon, a couple of things. Um, Austin was commenting on the consistency of the group tonight through 60 minutes. So just get your thoughts on how you saw that unfold and and also if you have an update of any sort on uh, Simmons. On Simmons, no real update here yet. Uh, i still getting looked at and evaluated, so we'll, we'll have that... Uh... That for you guys on Monday morning when, when we we get back together again, um, I forgot the the first part of your question. Sorry, yeah. No, Austin had commented on the consistency of the group tonight through 60. I just um, your thoughts on how that unfolded from your vantage point. Yeah, I mean, I think we we'll go back and look at it. I don't know if I if I'd be able to say it was 60 minutes consistent. Um, you know, Vancouver had their pushes. Uh but I did like, you know, our start obviously. And we knew the start was going to be really important here tonight. Um, you know, we, we wanted to establish our game once again. I thought we were able to do that. Uh Vancouver pushed back pretty hard at the you know in the last you know seven, eight minutes of the first period. Uh and then you know we were able to you know to to extend our lead in the second, which is really important. Um but you know, I, I thought Vancouver was, you know, they put a lot more pressure on us here today. Uh, we capitalized and we had our chances. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, the Matthews line uh, was was really rolling here today, uh, and that just, you know, was was the real difference for us. Next
6: up, we'll go to Luke Fox, Sportsnet. Go ahead, Luke.
5: I Sheldon, tell what goes through a coach's
3: mind when you see a goal like Austin's first one. Can he, does he still do stuff that surprises you?
5: He does. <clears throat> I think that just speaks to his ability and how special he is that that goal tonight, uh, just one of those, it happened so fast uh, that I don't think anybody on the ice was really ready for it. Uh, just how quickly he, Went from one round of defender to putting it in the net. Uh it was, it was impressive. He's been, in these last two games, I mean, all season, I, I really think he's he's been very good for us. But these last two games, he's really had jump. And I, I think, if anything, I've probably gotten in his way a little bit here just with us getting in the leads and and me reducing his, maybe not necessarily reducing his minutes because he's still had pretty good minutes, but disrupting his flow. And Times when I would normally get him out there and ozone starts and and you know shifts in succession, uh, you know I'm holding him back and getting more of a one to four type of rotation, uh, disrupting his flow a bit. Uh, you know I think in both these games he, that we've played here, he could have had four or five. Uh, he's really feeling it, uh, you know. But so that's really good for us, obviously, and, and good for him that he's he's having that confidence and his he was doing it in all zones for us to start of the season and now he's starting to get the consistent rewards around the net. That's that's great for him to get that.
3: Safe to say this was Nico Lettinen's best
5: game. Yeah, I would, I would say so. Definitely. He looked really confident and comfortable out there. I thought his touches of the puck were real, real efficient. Uh, He didn't have to defend a great deal here today, uh, which I think allowed him to get more comfortable, but uh, definitely his touches were good, uh, not just on the ones that resulted in goals, but throughout the game, he had real solid uh, movement of the play.
6: Next up, we'll go to Jonas Siegel, the athletic. Go ahead, Jonas. Hey, Sheldon, I just wondered if you ever played against anyone who seemed to score as easy as Austin makes it look.
5: Uh, <laughs> I you I mean there's been a lot of really good players over the years. Uh you know, uh, obviously we we you know there's a number of special players. Austin certainly is one of them. Um you know, he, he, like I said, he doesn't he doesn't or he does surprise me still, yet uh you, you just you expect something special because he's capable of that watching him practice every day is uh is a pleasure. Um He's certainly a special, unique, unique talent.
6: Next up, we'll go to Kevin on Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Um, I'm just
3: curious what you think of your third line's performance tonight with uh, Kerfoot, Makaev, and BC.
5: I thought they skated really well. Uh, you know, I thought they had the puck. You know, those guys, just like they did the other night, i would have to go back and. And just roll through just their shifts and focus just on them. I did that the last game as well. Uh, have to do that again just to see the detail inside of it. I think that's, you know, offensively, I think we got three guys there that are really trying to find themselves offensively. Um, you know, but I, I thought the speed that they had on the puck and and the work ethic that they had, I think we can't take that away from them, and you know, that makes uh, makes them effective. I think uh, in terms of the chemistry of the line, I think they're still looking to find their
3: how much do you need them to score or prefer that they just don't get scored on?
5: Well, it depends on the game. (laughs) And I like tonight, obviously we don't need them to score. You know, we need them to be hard to play against. We need them to win shifts and, and keep, you know, keep our positive progression going as a line. that's really what you're, or as a team, excuse me. uh, That's what you're looking for. Yeah. I think I said, all three, I think are trying to find themselves offensively and, looking to break out a little bit, but uh, we're finding ways to win games without without that type of offense. So those guys are still important players for us. All three of them are penalty killers. And, you know, our penalty kill again here tonight Just we end up taking too many and it ends up hurting us and costing Fred a shutout. Um, I'm not sure if we necessarily needed to kill as many penalties towards the end there. I thought they may be looking to give them some calls uh, and it cost Fred a shutout, but um You know, I, I thought that uh a penalty kill has has consistently been good for us. When we'll we look and break it down with our process and how it's gone, and we like a lot of things about it. Yet, we, there's one moment, it seems, in each game where it us ourselves a goal and it's really hurting the overall results of our PK. But uh, those three guys have all been really important pieces of what we think is a, a PK that's got a good process. and over time is going to have
6: better results. And last one here, we're we'll go to Josh Clipperton, Canadian Press. Go ahead, Josh. Hey, Sheldon, in the off-season when you were kind of envisioning what this team could look like or what it could be, I'm sure you had some kind of, you know, framework or, or, or roadmap of what it would look like. How close are, is this group right now on this streak to what you kind of envision them being?
5: No, I think it's I think it's close, but obviously, you know, when you take someone like Joe out of our lineup, uh, it changes a lot of things uh, in terms of what we had envisioned, uh, but in terms of how we're playing, I think uh, these last couple games were a little more of a reflection of that. Uh, we think we put together two good games here, of you know, having uh, some good offensive pieces to our game and, and really having that connection uh, offensively from our, our zone through the neutral zone to the offensive zone. I think we were, Really disconnected in that area, especially on the Alberta trip. Uh, so that's matching what I think has been, you know, not perfect uh, detail defensively, uh, but the fact that we've done a, a much better job at preventing odd man rushes and uh, generally allowing people to get behind us. Comparing uh, uh, you know, that with the offense and starting to look what we look like, what we, we expect from our group.
2: Okay, there you have it, Sheldon Key, following a 5-1 win here for the Maple Leafs against the Vancouver Canucks. And as you alluded to, Gord, he agreed with me that, you know, wasn't a big fan of that call, which led to the only Canucks goal there in the third period.
0: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter if the game's out of hand. You don't – it's unnecessary. It's like a house lead call or something. To, <laughs> so the, the other part was he wasn't, you know, pretty vague about Wayne Simmons. Simmons took yeah. a puck to the hand. So uh, I'm, I, I'm not too keen about that because uh, – he probably could have said if it wasn't serious. So, I hope that's not the case because he left, didn't play the last chunk. And you know, one quick one. I know we're going to go to a few more, but uh, a few more players talking. But you know, Mitch Marner. We see our our Steve Fellen, the master stats guy. Most three assist games in Leafs history. He is now tied for fourth place. Like you got wow. Daryl Sittler at thirty six, Borea Saoming at twenty nine, Doug Gilmore at twenty four, and Mitch Marner has just tied Matt Sundin at fourteen three assist games and leave history and he's still a kid.
2: Wow, uh, that that that's simply incredible and and for my money I, I think Mitch Marner pound for pound has been the best Maple Leaf uh, so far this season which again um, is saying a lot considering how many guys are playing really, really well right now and the fact that this team has what, won 9 of 12 games to kick off this season but uh, there's, there's just been a, a tangible difference from last season to this season when it comes to Mitch Marner a little pep in his step uh, really, really skating well, uh, seeing the ice much better and again as you you probably brought up earlier on in the show, it seems like ever since Matthews and Marner were put together and that idea was finally thrown out there and then Sheldon Keith comes in, they're put together. Uh, the sky is truly the limit for this dynamic duo Have combined for 34 points so far in this season. Meantime, we've talked about it a lot to start this year. Uh, Miko Lettinen, 26 years of age, but in his rookie season, uh, plays game five of his career tonight, picks up two points now as three in his young career. Uh, let's hear what the rookie had to say.
6: Miko, um, you would have you know seen videos of Austin and, and heard a lot about him, but what's it like to see him up close?
7: Uh, it's been awesome. He's uh, so professional guy, and uh, like his skills on the ice and they are amazing. It's fun to play with him, and yeah, it's really fun to play with him.
6: And you know, you got your chance tonight, two points. How did you feel?
7: Really good. I felt confident. Uh, uh, I think I played a good game, so. Uh, I felt good today.
6: Yeah. Next up, we'll go to Mark Masters, TSN. Go ahead, Mark.
3: Sheldon uh, felt that that was your best practice with the team yesterday and said you'd been working uh, hard with Stefan Robida and Coach Haxtall. Uh, in what ways do you feel like you were better tonight?
7: No, uh, I think all over. Like uh, We have done a lot of new, like little uh, drills uh, to help me play here. And... Uh, it 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 has helped me a lot here, so that's been good for me. And uh, yeah, for sure, I felt good today. And uh, uh, those uh, practices have been helping me. On the play where, where you set up Zach, what what did you see there? And did you
3: think maybe for a second it, it might be your goal? Uh,
7: I, uh, first, I thought I was going to take my shot. But uh, then I saw Zach's stick was uh, wide
6: open there in the back door. So that was kind of easy pass for him. Thank you. And next up, we'll go to Jonas Siegel, The Athletic. Go ahead, Jonas. Hey, Miko, I'm just wondering some of those drills you were talking about, what were were the coaches really trying to work with you to improve?
7: Uh, Those drills are being more like uh, breakouts uh, where I, like, when I have to skate the puck and when I pass that puck and uh, cover puck better in the corners and those kind of drills and those drills have been good and I just try to keep doing those things and just those little things to my game and think it's going to be good for me.
2: Okay, there you have it. There is Miko Lettinen. Again, uh, two more points in this one, uh, three and five to start the season for Lettinen and uh, this battle and we know Travis Sturmik, Gord is banged up right now, but we have no problem with internal competition and we're seeing that in the back end right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We mentioned earlier that Letton is an older player, came here as a free agent, will be an unrestricted free agent after this year where Rasmus Sandin is, you know, still in the developmental side of things, but... Yeah, just uh, I mean, it's it's fun, easy post game post game questions when you mm-hmm. have a game like the team did tonight. But I I I just see letting him with a few games, just getting that kind of confidence. And again, like I love that shot he's talking about. He's got that great, uh, hard wrist shot basically, which gets through and can cause a lot of havoc with de- with deflections.
2: Yeah, and you need that certainly, and and it always helps when you have somebody who can QB your second power play unit. Sometimes jump up, you know. Who knows what transpires throughout this season? It's a long season at that, even in fifty-six games. And Letton has really shown a really, really good, uh, you know, ability so far to to guide a power play, and that's good news for Toronto looking forward after this five-one win against the Vancouver Canucks. Again, we mentioned uh, Austin Matthews, two more goals. All he does is score. It's it's pretty fascinating, pretty amazing. This guy's incredible. Ten goals in eleven games. Let's
4: hear now. From Austin Matthews.
3: Austin, uh, what do you like most about the team's performance tonight?
4: Uh, I think we were just consistent throughout the whole game. Um, you know, I don't think we really had any uh, like big lapses where um, you know they they obviously had their chances and they had their their possession times, but I thought we we really stuck with it. We stayed inside and, and kind of forced them to the outside. And I'm uh, just stuck with our structure and um, you know for a full 60 minutes. So I think it was a really really solid game for us.
3: Being around Wayne Simmons day in, day out, his teammate, what stands out the most to you?
4: Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, he's he's a great teammate, and he's a great player, and, uh, you know, he really elevates our, our competitiveness um, with the way he plays and the way he leads this team, and, um, you know, the addition to him, as well as Bogo, Jumbo, all these other guys that have come in, I mean, they've made an impact right away on everybody, and, um, you know, it's only been positive for us, so. Uh, it's great to see him, uh, you know, get into his spot and, and he's scoring goals and, you know, pretty nifty one tonight. Um, but, you know, he's been really, really good for us.
6: Next up, we'll go to Luke Fox at Sportsnet. Go ahead, Luke.
4: Hi,
3: Austin. When the offense is rolling, like it has been the last couple of games, how much do you miss not having fans
5: in the building?
4: Yeah. I mean, I think we miss the fans every single night. Um, you know, they play such a big part and, um, you know, and what we do and, um, just the atmosphere and, and everything that goes into it, um, so you know we definitely miss him I uh, can't wait to have him back for sure how do you think Miko
3: has adapted to the North American game so far
4: I think he's been doing well I think uh, every single game he's uh, he's gotten better and better and he's gotten more comfortable um, you know you can definitely see it in his game he's playing with more and more confidence every night and um, you know, you definitely can see what uh, what he's capable of out there. And, um, you know, the great part is he's only going to continue to get better. So uh, it was really nice to, to see him get involved tonight and make a couple of really, really nice plays that led to goals.
6: Next up, we'll go to Terry Kosciel and Toronto Sun. Go ahead, Terry.
5: Hey, Austin, your, your confidence has never been an issue, but uh, where is it right now when you get the puck on your stick, especially in the offensive zone? I don't
4: know. I just... Uh, trying to have the same mindset, um, you know, whether the puck's going in or not. And, um, you know, every time you shoot it, just believing that the next one's going to go in, the next one's going to go in. So, um, you know, I think our line uh, last couple games has been gelling pretty well and been generating uh, a lot of chances in the Ozone. And, um, you know, I think the biggest part for us, especially tonight, is uh, we got multiple uh, multiple chances, um, you know, shot, get the puck back, another shot, another chance, um, you know, just that consistency in the offensive zone where we get multiple sequences uh, with the puck. Um, you know, I think tonight that was really, uh, really positive for us. And, um, you know, as a whole team, I thought we really did a good job of that.
6: And last one here, we'll go to Kevin trying Toronto Star. Go ahead, Kevin. Austin, is this as good as the team has felt to you since you've been here? Does
3: kind of run you guys around to start the season?
4: Uh, I don't know. Um, that's a tough question. I think, uh, uh, it doesn't really float through my mind, to be honest. I just think uh, as a team, we're just trying to take it every, uh, day by day, game by game, and, um, just trying to do the right things, um, within our structure and, uh, just trying not to get too ahead of ourselves. I think, uh, in the past, you know, when we've played well, or we're playing well in a game, we kind of get away from what we, did to get to that point and i think lately we've been doing a really good job of just sticking with it and um you know not letting our foot off the gas and just continuing with that uh, that pressure
2: all right there's austin matthews uh gord is this the best we've done doing least nation post game show in what sense? <laughs> no, I'm just playing off the question. Oh I'm gosh, making, everything, making... yeah, yeah. Oh my
0: goodness, yeah. No, and and, and there were a lot of years. There, and you were and before and you were at NHL Network before that. And there's some tough, tough, tough times to say the least. And I always like I think of um, I, I was talk about Dion Phaneuf. I think Dion Phaneuf was a good captain because he was respected by his teammates. But yeah. he, because he would drone on after terrible games he was the messenger that they say, don't shoot the messenger, but yeah, and we go on the airwaves and just, Oh my Lord, fan, you know, just, uh, just uh, shaking. everyone shaking their head about it. this is just a big loving. And it's it's a great way to be. It's, it's a fun, fun way to be. I, I hope they can bottle it and we have it in the playoffs.
2: You're right. I, I rather this uh, than the alternative. Uh, let's get to the out of town scoreboard. Gord, it should have been a busy Saturday, but all the postponements in total of four games were postponed on this Saturday. But I want to bring up, since I just tweeted, uh, Lenberry's kid Tyson played for the Maple Leafs last year, by the way, has 10 points in 13 games. Is that the McDavid effect? It's 3-2 Flames in that game midway through the second.
0: Well, you know, by the way, Edmonton outshot Calgary 17-3 to in the first period. So mm. now Calgary's leading 3-2. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would take it it's early on he was looking for anything as far as that goes. So uh, that's the kind of points we thought he'd score in Toronto. So he's getting a bit more in the power play, getting chances defensively. It's still a terrible team, Edmonton. But Tyson Barry wasn't known as a defensive defenseman wherever he was.
2: It's like Tyson Berry was reading my fantasy material like a week and a half ago when I suggested dropping and made the most sense. He lost his PP1 duties to (laughs) Darnell Nurse, and he's making me look really, really dumb, which I am. Uh, The out-of-town scoring continues here. The Anaheim Ducks scored at the San Jose Sharks 1-1 in that one midway through the second on the back-to-back. The Sharks won in a shootout last night. How about Isaac Lundestrom, his first NHL goal from Lindholm and Shattenkirk, and it's 1-1 between Anaheim and San Jose. Uh, we, we do think those two teams could be involved in trying to make that fourth playoff spot in that uh, in that Western or Western division. Excuse me.
0: Yeah. You know, I saw a tweet today from Helene Elliott, who covers the Los Angeles Kings, and she just said, you know, it's not about the Kings um, losing. I'm just disappointed how they're playing. Whereas, you know, so of the three California based teams, it does seem like San Jose and Anah- Anaheim playing with a little bit more urgency.
2: No doubt about that. Here in the East, uh, the Montreal Canadiens winning 2-1 against the Ottawa Senators, and uh, you've been closer to the game than I have being an executive in this league, Gord. It's just there's some teams that just play you well, and I was telling you going into work on, on Thursday the other night that just Ottawa plays Montreal well. It doesn't matter if they're last place. It doesn't matter if they're coming off being blown out 18 straight games, and I thought the Sens gave a, a great account of themselves this afternoon, ultimately falling short, and how about the Burlington boy, Josh Anderson, the game winner in that one?
0: Yeah, I like the fact the Sens are competing. That's what you expected out of them. But I don't like, again, so now here you got Derek Steppen. I never understood giving up a second-round pick for him just for Mm -hmm. the one year in his contract. Now, apparently, they're looking to trade him. Apparently, there's family reasons, okay? So there's a sense of empathy. But that second-round pick, they could come dead last again. It could be the first pick in the second round for a guy that – has come and done nothing for them and really only had 10 goals last year so i mean they got to get back to make not giving away draft picks like they had for a while they did it right keep doing it right off the ice
2: you're right uh, something doesn't check out in that situation because that deal was made like what three weeks ago uh you know as we know he's got a three week old kid he had a kid right when the trade went down and his you know due to the quarantining rules the family can't come over so he wants to be closer to his family but Last I checked, did he not waive a no trade clause to go to Ottawa in the first place? Yeah, yeah, that's my understanding, and 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 Ottawa was helping out Arizona
0: here. I mean, that was any, but but I think Arizona paid the signing. He had a three million dollars signing bonus and just two million in salary. So you know, obviously Ottawa is liking that cash component, right?
2: Just really, really weird. I thought the exact same thing when I heard the news on headlines tonight that Derek Step on a trade could be coming yet again. Like the guy just changed, he changed his jersey number the last couple of days, too. But uh, it's not long for Ottawa, apparently. Uh, Arizona Gord, uh, weird quirk in the schedule with all the uh, postponements and rescheduling. Um, I think the third of six straight games against the St. Louis Blues. You talk about teams who just play each other well. The Coyotes always play the Blues well. They win 3 1. And I've been just so impressed with Jacob Chickram this year. Uh, of course, Oliver ekman Larson is injured right now, but um, you look at Connor Garland the way he's played so far this season, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know something? They decided, hey, screw it. Everyone's on, ta- on us. You know what? We just go out and play. We can control it. And the other one, your New York Islanders, they really needed it today, <laughs> a 4-3 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. That was probably uh, as close to a must-win as there was
2: today for some team. I love that, my New York Islanders. Uh, Gord, yes. this has been a blast, and uh, we'll do this once again coming up on uh, Monday night where the Maple Leafs play a team called the uh, the Vancouver Canucks again. Looking forward to it, Nick. There you have it. That's professional broadcaster Gord Stelic. I'm Nick Alberga. Many thanks to Sam McKee and Danielle Furtado and, of course, Luke Fox of SportsNet.ca for hopping on. The Maple Leafs win again. It is good times in Toronto. 5-1 the final. They've outscored Vancouver 12-4. to four. They'll go for the three-game sweep coming up on Monday night. Make sure to join us for Leafs Nation postgame. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great night.